like the bass. Let's go, baby. Jaski's <laughs> <laughs> back. We're back. Welcome. Have a good week. Hello again. Yeah, good week. Easter. Easter weekend. Long weekend. Heavy weekend. Not on a whiskeys today. <laughs> oh, yeah, drink check. Heavy weekend. All staying hydrated. Again. Got the juice. And I've got some fruit twist if you want to switch it up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you poured some vodka into that? Who knows? Who knows? We'll know by the end of the call. <laughs> Might right. have been spiked. Jatsky, hit us up. Yeah. Right then. All right. This is the first one we're starting with today. Yep. This was my article. So the new 2022 Mercedes Benz EQS SUV is a luxury electric flagship. So you can flick through the images and get okay. everyone uh, through the top ones, just hit the Oh, open gallery, yeah. Sorry, whatever you want to do. I think, uh, okay, it's not working. We'll just, uh, oh, this looks kind of futuristic and nice. It's competing Ooh. with the Model X and the uh, BMW iX, yeah. is it? The, yeah, yeah. IX, which I think the BMW, I love the look of this. It's had mixed reviews. I love it. I think, oh. Ooh. I've always been quite hit and miss with Mercedes. Syria is insane. What do the pedals look like? You always need to do pedal check. Uh, it's just ordinary black. Never mind. <laughs> oh, nice. You got prep check, yeah, but for cars, pedal check. <laughs> oh, nice. You got the TV. That's quite <clears throat> nice. Drink stand, whatever that is at the back. It looks nice. It reminds me of a, obviously, it's a 4x4, but it reminds me of a Maybach. Because they've got this yeah. stand as well, haven't they? This is like the. Oh, that's a good picture. Um, well, I like the uh, Audi e-tron. You prefer that? Yeah. I think it looks more aggressive. It's the Audi e-tron, this, and the iX, and I think the iX loses big time. Well, the iX, does it have that massive grill on the front? No, it's... It, 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 can you get the iX up, Jack? If you look at the grill, yep. it doesn't suit the, the car. It just looks... The front grill, it just doesn't, um, just doesn't match the car. It just I can't obviously they're not real grills, are they? They just yeah. Um, it shouldn't even have a grill, really. No, they might have well as just not put one. It's the BMW yeah. iX. It's just the iX because that's all. Like you can get the different ones, X3, X5. We'll just go with the standard one. I'll go yeah. with the i the X7 then if that's available because that's competing with these big X7. Ones. Oh, you seen a glimpse of that. Which one? That, go on that one there, the, the uh, four across on the top row. That's the iX, isn't it? Yeah. iX7 yeah. design. Do you not this just is the iX7. Yeah, that just, it looks odd. The grill just looks... Yeah, it looks very like tacky, doesn't it? But th this is not, I don't think this is a realistic. I think this is just like a, it's like a simulation. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's, um, well, it's not out yet, but I thought that this is the design that they're going with now. Just what type in IX, John. 
Real life. Yeah, this is it. I'll sit there. Oh, there's already a picture there. <laughs> Click on there, the third one across. Ooh. Actually, that's... It, doesn't look, it doesn't look too bad. I think so, with some EV cars, I think uh, it all matters on what colour you get it in. Yeah. You reckon, yeah. I think the one I saw, it looked weird because you, can you see them two things on the side of the front bumper? Yeah. I don't think that I had was... them on or, or they were painted the same colour as the car. So there was more sort of, you were attracted to looking at the grill more. But then the grill just looked like the car's on steroids and its balls are drunk. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, that's what I find with some EV cars because they have like different colour panels for certain parts of the car. And then... Sometimes it looks better if the car's the same colour as the panels, or say the panels are dark, most of the time they are. If the car's a dark coloured car and you can't really see the panels, then it looks good. Mm. Or sometimes when the car's yeah. lighter and you can see the panels, then it looks good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Jack Nurse, Google the Audi e-tron. Oh yeah, these look nice, don't they? Yeah, I like these. Yeah, I just think they look like way more aggressive mm. on the front. Yeah, the grill matches the the car. Yeah, in this case. Yeah, to be fair, nice. it just it doesn't look like an EV, does it? It just looks like a your standard car, which it like should do. It shouldn't have to look like a. EV. Yeah, that's true. There's no need to force like a futuristic look no. because that'll just come with time. Yeah, which like if you go back ten years, this would be a futuristic car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I suppose we're saying that now about these other cars, and in 10 years, mm. once they iron out the design issues, I think they've got. Um, but yeah, these are sporty looks. Um, I, I, I liked the Mercedes more for the luxury. Yeah. Um, I'll say the e-tron's still up there as the leading one. But um, look, do you know that um, Mercedes, go on and look at the sedan version of it. The what, the... Uh... Um, EQS sedan. EQS S EQS S sedan. Wait, is it S not for sedan? Whoa! I watched a video on this the other day, but I forgot. Is this it? Yeah, this, this is like this is the S class like equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Or I guess the EQ. I don't know what the, the Q stands for. I don't know why, but it just reminds me of the, um, like the Beamer equivalent in GTA Four, the five door one. Don't know. I, I just I don't know why it just reminds me of that. I don't know if I like this. I know that's that the other car I showed it was a this uh, SUV version of this, and I think it, it looks so much better than this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the arch back doesn't really suit it. I feel like the luxury. Oh, it's been more elevated. Go back. Sorry, Jack. Go back on, go on back that. Those pictures. Is that the same car underneath? Um, yeah, that one. Second one down. Yeah. See, with, with this, like it, it looks better with you know the di contrasting colors, different colors. Yeah. Yeah. And with it all one color, but this looks like it's just um, like a render. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is how it would look on the road, potentially. I think we've got a black at the top and some I sort of metallic. Me. 
No, I don't know, actually. Go on, mm. um, the fourth one down, first one. The curves are nice. There's no, there's no throw down. The fourth one down here, this one. Yeah, that one. Ooh. See, I look all right like that. What? They all look different in a way. Like, they don't look like the same car. That one's lower. But different that must be maybe. a render as well, I think. Yeah, this is different. Electric yeah. Halo car. The production, the production spec EQS. This is a new era of cars. And I'm yeah. It <laughs> look like... Um, yeah, it's just... They're trying to a lot of EV cars. I feel like they're going, trying to go a bit too too out there. Yeah, to, to, because Mercedes, um, BMW, and Audi are trying to compete so aggressively with each other. Mm. They're trying to one eat up each other, and I think they're just getting a bit out of hand. Audi have done the right thing and just kept it exactly in line with their cars at the moment. Have you seen the photo of the um, evolution of the BMW grill? Yeah, where it's gone, like... It's, it's getting bigger. It's just getting, like, longer. Yeah. I don't know why they've, they've, they've made them so big. <laughs> I think at the moment, no, personally, I think Audi's are like, winning best-looking car. <laughs> it's like a V on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a radiator. I love that. <laughs> that just looks like it has a moustache now. Imagine a Beamer with a moustache. That one's peak. <laughs> Click on that one there, Jack, and the two red cars with the circle on. The two red ones. Yeah, this yeah, one. I see him. That's how small he started. Uh, oh, really? If you look at the uh, the Beamer from 1933. Did he have it oh, on there? Yeah, Jack, in the third one along. Not the third one. Oh, well, you can see it on there. 2-3, this one. Yeah, that one. Oh, oh, they're going. Yeah, it looks like the head in black. But, yeah. but that car suits that. The modern cars. Oh yeah, it does look quite nice. In twenty one, I like. Uh, yeah, I guess I like it. Yeah, that, that was quite nice that car actually. It's, that's with everything else and the other grills on the bumper, left and right of the bumper. And... Yeah. Hmm. What's your favorite sure. BMW What's grill? What's your favorite BMW grill? Like from all the generations. Probably the. E46, maybe? Go back on the uh, picture of all the generations. There was that cool one with the black background, uh, which shows the lights as yeah, well. Yeah, that one. This one? Uh, no, no, left. Because the, the lights are always iconic as well, aren't they? Well, Ooh, yeah. yeah. It's more the lights than it is the grill. I guess the grills just get slightly bigger each time with the lights. Because that, yeah, I, 2018. I feel, like, I feel like this is my favourite. Them lights are... Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like the lights now as well, though. Oh, yeah. They're all nice. They're like like, uh, yeah. They they're all good in their own ways, but then it just goes to show how the engineering has changed because I guess this is a lot more te technologically advanced than what the E53 would have been. Mm. So I reckon it's for design, but there's probably some more science behind that too compared to the... The older generations. You're head of science, Jack. What's the science behind this? Do you think? I don't actually know, but off the top of my head, I guess it's longer, so maybe it has more of a. It's maybe it's more powerful in a way. I guess. How much brake horsepower does it have? <laughs> <laughs> maybe a hundred. Maybe like ten. Uh, F15 lights as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're quite yeah, simple. Simple does work though, sometimes. Would do Audi or Merck have one of these? Um evolution charts. They really have them. They're not really signature. Grills. They don't have a signature grill, do they? No, mm, well. Going one above that. It's the same picture. I guess they have. It's just not as exciting because the. Uh... No. <laughs> yeah. I think the BMW one's more like, iconic, that's why. What about or Mercedes? Maybe... Do they have a yeah, evolution? I feel like Mercedes don't have like a um, signature grill either, right? Oh, they did have the iconic ones there. Oh, the the light. Well, we'll check the check the grills first, and then we'll check the lights. They did a. Oh, well, I guess so. They've done it in twos. Yeah. yeah, that's true. The first ones look similar, then the second one, then the third one. So, and now they're going into another area for the fourth type with the electric cars. Yeah, with this one, and then they've got another one, and then <laughs> oh no, that's that's a BMW. BMW. That's the three series lights. That's, that's a three cool. series one. That's, that's better, better to look at. <laughs> okay, that's a bit blurry, isn't it? Then you others do you want to look at from here? I think. <laughs> oh, that's comparing BMW and Mercedes. <laughs> the grills from way back. <laughs> the older ones were quite quite tall. Then decided to get more more shorter and wider. All right. Have BMW got an evolution of tail lights? See. Um oh that's headlights. Yeah. Tail lights. Oh, it's acting tail lights. That's which last minute. Ooh. It's the five five series. These are quite. Um... Yeah, they don't really have the same as the front. No. Yeah, but I feel like with these designs, I think the more simple designs do suit the EVs. I feel like if you go too complex, they'll get to that in the future, obviously, but for now, there's not much, there's not much research done behind EVs. And I feel like with the designs, they're going too hard, but I feel simple always, it's always better. Yeah. More simplistic. Mm. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree. So right. what are you guys though? BMW, not currently, not well for the future, currently BMW, Mercedes or Audi out of the three. The three Germans. What would I rather own? What would you rather own or what do you prefer to look at? What you were more of a fan favourite of? Hmm. I've always liked BMWs, but recently I've been I've been liking my Audis. So you've changed but, from BMW to Audi. Yeah. But if I was to own one. I think I would own, I'd rather have a BMW. Why is that? To drive, driving experience. Drive. The ultimate mm. driving machine. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have to agree with Aaron. I think it all comes down to the driving experience. So I said BMW. 
I would say so you, you two. You're sat behind the wheel, you're not looking at the car. Exactly. But and they I, still look nice. They still look nice. They don't, they don't look shit, but I just think Audis look a bit more. Yeah. They are looking nicer and nicer, BMWs, but they're not jumping in terms of mm. like, looking really nice, whereas Audis are jumping up a lot nicer. But I'll go with BMW more on the fact of the heritage of the car. Like, I, if you look back at the line of BMWs, they've always yeah. looked quality. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think it's only this recent generation that I've not really got on board with. The previous generations I've liked the look of. Yeah, you're excited when they launched. Yeah, but now I just feel like they're getting a bit... I think it's the grills. It's killing me. Yeah. They're, well, they're running out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, all right. Yeah, you ready for the next one? Next article, yeah. Right, this one might be a bit. This is another one from me. Um, <laughs> something a bit controversial. Or shall I say not controversial, actually. So transphobic content has been removed from the GTA 5 remasters. Um, hmm. A game which was built around controversy has now removed the controversy. Instead, I think... Oh, you keep talking. I was saying, I was just in my head when I was reading, I was reading through the article and I think I kind of stopped reading through it because I just thought a game, well, Rockstar who have released Grand Theft Auto as a series stopped releasing Grand Theft Autos, but we keep re-releasing it, but now with less content. So then actually not bringing out more stuff, they're bringing out less stuff <laughs> in the... Yeah, and I think this is an issue. Because Grand Theft Auto has always been like a game that you just expect them to be mocking modern culture with. Yeah. And for them to take something like that out, I just think, is it really Grand Theft Auto anymore? Because you play Grand Theft Auto and it's it's not seriously taking the mick out of transgender people or any part of American or Western culture. It's just, it's mocking them in a light-hearted way and you play the game expecting that and that's what gives the game its charm yeah and if they're going to start censoring the game in that fashion like, i just feel like what's the future of the game going to be when gta 6 comes out is it is it just going to be well, is it going to have the same charm as the previous games had yeah what is gta 6 even going to be like... <laughs> Mm. going to be left with and then it's just going to be a game with not that was the fun side of it the the way they took the the piss out of society and culture that was the yeah. obviously you get the killing side and but every game does that you kill people on every game you have guns you race around everyone does that but the beauty of the stories that gets you so immersed is that they are real they're talking about real life experiences and it's humorous they're they're picking out the funny side of it that's all going bit by bit yeah yeah i feel um, like with gta 5 it had a good balance of the story which was very good so they didn't bring online out when gta 5 released they brought the story and then they would have phased in the multiplayer so you could have played the campaign taking your time with that not having to worry about you know becoming ready for the online finish the story which was by the way great story at the time great graphics great cinematography all, all, all of it just came together to be that game i'm not too sure if we got game of the year that year but I think it was the same year as Last of Us. 
or another game like that. I think that might have won it. Look at that in a second. But anyway, um, but then online came out and that was a perfect balance because they nailed the campaign and the multiplayer. But over the years with GTL 9, if, if you have played it, just to give a bit of context, it's driven by a lot of microtransactions, a lot of um, <laughs> kids borrowing their parents' credit cards to buy, you know, shark cards, to buy the latest cards and stuff. So it's just gone downhill from there. I feel like since Red Dead 2, another great game by Rockstar, I feel like the studio's gone downhill in a way. Mm. And that was I that think... guy's last masterpiece, weren't it? Red Dead Redemption 2. I forgot his name. Arthur Morgan. I completed that in... Oh, the guy that was at Rockstar. The guy one, one of the brothers, wasn't he? That left. Was it Dan? Dan Bowser. Hauser. Hauser. Dan Hauser. He left. I don't know whether it was Dan that left or... I, don't, I can't remember the other guy's name. There were three of them that started it. One of them left a bit back and then... The one, but, the writer left after Red Dead 2. I think going back to this article and what Giant said is this article is showing where Rockstar's focus is now because they want to appeal to a mass audience. And if they have controversial pieces in like this that gave its charm to the game originally, people won't buy the game anymore and there'll be outrage and the game will get cancelled on social media and people mm -hmm. will boycott it. So Rockstar's main focus now is obviously appeal to the masses, appeal to the mass and get the money in. So that kind of shows then how society back in the day, because obviously they were so appealing at the time because of the controversy. Yeah. But they had massive out um, lawsuits and everything because of how controversial, controversial <laughs> it was, especially with, I think Grand Theft Auto three and the time uh, that came out. So that's just showing how society's progressed from being okay in acceptance and wanting controversy to being against it. Yeah. Yeah, massive there's a massive shift since even since like when GTA five came out, which yeah. was eight years ago. Twenty thirteen was it? Bloody hell almost ten years ago. A long time. You're a lot older. Cancel culture since then from a lot more prominent I guess social media's been a driver of that too, sadly. Mm. But with Rockstar and GTA 6, obviously as a gamer, I've been outraged as anyone that it's not been released. But I think there was a tipping point for me where I was excited for it, annoyed about it because they're not releasing it. Then the shark cards stuff got a bit overwhelming. Mm. So then you start getting a little bit more annoyed with Rockstar. And then they just keep milking it and milking it and milking it, getting you more and more annoyed. And then I think when they did the first lot of remasters, for the old games, the mm. old trilogy, they remove some content from them. Um, I forget, I forget which game they remove content from. I think it was Vice City, and then that sort of, and then I bought the trilogy and had so they already took content out of it, sold it for a very extortionate amount of money, and the game was broken. But they just pushed it out there to get sales. Mm. That was my tipping point, a long built-up tipping point, and now I'm not even bothered. I'm not even, I'm not even excited for GTA Six. This type of stuff just makes me not excited for the game anymore no no i agree with you i think yeah. the tipping point that you're talking about is where when gta online started it was more grindy and less microtransactions to get money but now the economy is so broken and like to get the top card you need to spend a lot of money where now like you kind of had to have to get more microtransactions than grinding so you can't really grind for that money anymore you need to get the shark cards to be able to fund that lifestyle that you want on gta online yeah that's true and we didn't grind when we first played no, we didn't. 
I mean, geez, it was broken the first few. Do you remember when you first played GTA Online and you were just stuck in the clouds? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. First phase? And you could uh, change your DNS server and you shoot someone and you just pick up loads of money off them. The money yeah. glitch. You shoot someone yeah. and you get, what, like millions of GTA currency. So that's what we did. And we, we bought the best of Skyrise apartment. Get everything at the beginning. But then I swear, even if we had that much, the same amount of money now, we still we wouldn't be able to afford much with the way it is. No, I've not played for about five, six years, GTA Online. Oh. But I've what heard about last? it and it's got a bit uh, like people have like war um, airplanes and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Like what are they call? Don't know what they call, but. Uh, they so as soon as you log on, like, it's pay to win. So if you don't put the money in, you can't fight with these guys because they have. Yeah, so you can't compete on a yeah fair fair level. Not at all. Mm. There's all the uh, aircraft vehicles, all the armored vehicles and stuff, and you need a lot of money. Well, you don't need that much to get the actual base vehicle, but it's like the base that you need to compete with people. It's all the upgrades, or the turrets, or the guns. Mm. And then in warfare, you just get shot from from the sky, and you can't do anything on the ground. And that's just how much it's changed. But that uh, one of the ex, well, one of the ex guys from Rockstar, he's released a new game, right? Called Everywhere, is it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was say... Dan Hauser that left. Dan Hauser was the one that left. He's not the one doing um, Everywhere, though, is he? He's doing something else, I think. Did you say Everywhere is a game where you can just play as anything you want? So you could be like a bus driver or. I think it's going to be like the GTA RP, the role playing on GTA. Yeah, and that's what modders love. They love yeah. playing, playing that stuff. That's what he's seen. I mean, the guy who's decided to go with that game. Yeah, he's seen there's a market there, and he's uh, yeah, he's gone away and made it. When okay, so yeah, build a rocket boy. That's the uh, developing company. So I believe will be the new role play. The role play's been. Um, Increasing a lot. I feel like because of the divide from GTA Online and the tipping point that you mentioned, um, the GTRP servers, so people found another way to kind of turn multiplayer into another experience where it's not driven just by microtransactions and the role play is becoming a lot more prominent. So I feel this game will be good and similar to role play, I hope. I mean, a good way these guys can make money is if they don't do microtransactions because it's just getting a bit... They've just... Everyone's doing it now. So. Yeah, but they've not ruined it. They've not made it eat, like, nice, or FIFA especially. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if they do see, like, a subscription, so you subscribe to the game. I know World of Warcraft do it for £10, and a lot of people pay for that. But if everywhere want to go for a bigger audience and just drop the price a bit, I wouldn't mind if it's a game I'm going to play quite often in a month, paying a couple of pounds a month for it to be a well-developed and maintained game. Yeah, rather than just... Having to buy microtransactions all the time. Yeah, because mm. I'd rather just subscribe and play the game. Or yeah, maybe developers will go down that route because as it goes into cloud gaming as well, you could subscribe and then because you're a subscription, they'll get paid monthly from your subscription. Yeah. Like, you could that's probably, a good I can see it going down that route. GTA. Um, maybe not GTA. I think GTA is too far down the line unless people start sort of boycotting Rockstar because of all the microtransactions. Mm. And they might change the business model, but 
at the moment. I think it's still quite a popular game, isn't it? Yeah. I think it is still up there in like the top three most played games at any given moment. Mm. I don't know what So there's not, there's not real like rush for them to bring out GTA 6 or change their business model. No. They've hit the jackpot. Yeah, and they're just marketing now. It's the games are <clears throat> over, but they market the game towards everyone under 18. Yeah. It's mostly kids now, isn't it? And yeah. that's the other thing is that they're more likely to get more microtransactions because they have a lot more time. And I guess tailoring the marketing towards them means that they're going to get more money in a way. But then also the other thing is with competition with developers now, there's been developers coming in, like smaller developers, just waiting to jump on the hype train and they've made better games and maybe there's a rockstar competitor just waiting to take that market share make a banging game mm. and become the new rockstar yeah i've heard this as well that like indie games are on the on the rise and mm. i think it was yeah i think it when I, we were talking about it, it was dan hauser who left recently and because it was leslie um who left first and started build a rocket boy and then started everywhere but it was dan who left and instead of setting something else up, he invests in like indie game developers or indie game studios. Mm, that's the thing, yeah. Because he obviously spotted there on the rise, and so he now invests with into them companies. So he's got a good vision, and he was the writer of these big games. So imagine him going to invest in and having a big share in some of these indie games. They'll be massive, mm, and it needs yeah. that. I think the gaming industry needs that because games have gone so the boring now. A lot of them. Yeah, and then just to touch on your Dan Hauser point, do you think he's invested into smaller indie games companies like you mentioned? Because maybe he's faced an experience in the past where no matter how good your plans or or whatever plans you have for a game, if you don't have the funding or the investment, you just can't make that game. So do you think he's had like sort of an experience in the past where he's learned from that and now he's like smaller companies do need investment? I don't know. I don't know what his thought process would be behind it. I know he's obviously got a lot of money <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's obviously putting it to good use and he's supporting these guys and these are the creative people aren't they that are building these games look at valheim that was what was that built by like two or three people or five people a small developer studio but one mm. that never really heard of and that took off quite quickly so yeah he's obviously just showing support out to these because they're more creative minds i think rockstar's losing their creativity completely mm-hmm. mm. I think like when you have smaller developers, they're more passionate about what they're working on. Yeah. Whereas when you've got bigger developers, they just want to churn out games. Like COD comes out every year. It's same old crap. <laughs> FIFA comes year. out every FIFA year. FIFA comes out every year, same old crap. But no, these indie developers, they've actually come up with an idea that they're passionate about and you want to make sure it's the best, yeah. the best that they can do. And it'll be new, exciting. Yeah, Alheim. That was such a an experience of a game that I've never had with a, a little game for a long time since. Closest so equivalent for me was probably Minecraft, um, but then they put a Viking twist on it. So that's what you mentioned, like putting even putting small twists on an idea that's already out there. That that can go a long way with Valheim. <clears throat> I imagine they took the idea from Minecraft and put a bit of a Viking touch on it, and that blew up. So maybe GTA with some sort of twist might be the next big thing that comes up, but who knows? We'll have to see. Mm. Should we uh, go for the next one? Next one? Yep. Did two of mine in a row, then you put me under a lot of pressure. 
Yeah, well, taking the pressure off you now. Now it's <laughs> the spotlight. Oh, more gaming. More Who's gaming. This? this is my topic. Nice. Okay, so this topic is, um, this happened last week. I'm not too sure if you guys have heard of it, but it's Sony and Kirkby, which is a brother or sister company of Lego. They've actually invested um, two billion in Epic Games to sort of carry on the metaverse concept. And just to give a bit of background into the metaverse, so I don't, I still don't know what the metaverse is. It's been around for a long time and the idea of it, but I imagine it's going to be a sort of a virtual 3D sort of gaming world for people where they can buy intellectual property in some way through NFTs or some other sort of things to fund it. And there's a lot of investment into gaming companies and with Epic Games with Fortnite, they've kind of made this they've started on this metaverse concept and there's a lot of microtransactions in Fortnite too they've done like travis scott have you heard of the travis scott concepts and stuff that they've yeah. done in Fortnite? so there's a lot of money going into it and sort of what interested me about this article is that the game studios are finally getting more investment into it but i was curious to see what you guys thought of the metaverse and how it's being funded at the moment there's many many different aspects of the metaverse. I don't think it's one. It's not at the moment. Anyway, it's not one concept. It's going to be a multitude of concepts brought together. So if you read, mm. um, I was just reading as you brought this up, the second paragraph there, it reads um, that, sorry, the one just above that, the first paragraph or under or something, um, that they announced that they entered into a long-term partnership intended to build immersive, create creatively inspiring and engaging digital experience for kids of all ages to enjoy together. So the metaverse and how we are going to experience it and how we're probably experiencing it now is going to be a digital experience. Mm -hmm. So I know it's obviously put on the VR headset or the AR headset and you're fully immersed, but even with gaming, online gaming, which has been around for a while, you're sort of immersed in an online experience there. So if you want to look at it that way, the metaverse is, already began and we've been in it for a while this is just collectively putting a name to it and adding all sorts in so you're going to get augmented reality for shopping for example if you want to stick on your ar headset and go and try on some clothes and then if you like them on your person in your augmented room on your headset then you can purchase the clothes and they'll come to your house so there's many different like avenues to it um i think gaming's going to be the most popular one to begin with and to well to bring it properly forward uh because gaming's a massive seller there's also other sellers which um well maybe the corporate side of it where people mm. use it for meetings and like doing business deals with people like because you can you can do it over zoom but you can do it like you're actually physically somewhere with somebody yeah but, Personally, I don't think it's going to feel that much more immersive than what we're already experiencing now. Other than the fact you can have a like a bit of a look around, but you're going to be in a fit, a made-up world anyway. It's not going to look like the real world. From what I've seen already of the metaverse, it's all like like you're in a Fortnite game or something. Like, but yeah. I feel like once. The technology gets good enough like cloud computing can host these immersive environments where it does actually look like you're in 
a real life world, that's when it will start taking off a bit more maybe. Or even when Elon's uh, Neuralink comes out and is like massively produced and you can literally enter the metaverse in your head. Yeah. So everything you feel, it's just setting off neurons in your brain and you actually think you're feeling it. Then that's going to be, that'll, that'll be the game changer, I think, with the metaverse. But at the moment, I can't, I don't think, I don't know. I can't really picture business guys sat around, a, sat at home with a VR headset on, like having a business meeting with somebody. I just think it's a bit too, too like far-fetched idea. You say that, but then that's like the last gen, the the old generation of business people. I mean, the new mm. ones. So, so, but not even say our generation, even the generation that come after us. They're all glued to their phones anyway, twenty-four-seven. So they're adapted to technology so much that mm. when they do come out of education and go and get a job, yeah. then they might find they'll probably go through education learning about VR. With the VR headset on. Yeah, and then it'll become a norm for them. Yeah. Catch up. So there'll just be that transition, I think, and then it will get quite normal. But I think gaming is definitely going to take it quite far. Um, but yeah, I didn't know about that investment. It sounds quite exciting because Epic Games are obviously massive, so. Yeah, there's a, a lot of technicalities. What did you say, Dragon? I just, I would just, it's a short one. Um, they've just got a lot of technical expertise. They've, they've made Fortnite, which is a big selling game. So I guess just all that expertise together would be good. Yeah. I think there is a lot of money being pumped into the metaverse. So it's not, mm-hmm. I don't think it's all just going to go to waste. Like, the metaverse isn't going away. Yeah. But it's, I just think it's going to, so I think Bill Gates said by 2024 or something, or 2025, like that's when the metaverse will be used for, like, on a mass audience for business meetings. But I can't, I don't know, I can't see it. I think it's a bit too, too soon. Mm, it does sound a bit soon, that, to be honest. We've yeah. Literally just, yeah. Just moved to Skype, like, before people are still traveling the world and uh, actually meeting people face to face. But because of COVID, We've had to, we've moved to Skype and I mean, Zoom, we use now. Skype. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But technology evolves on it, so. Yeah. But it's just how quickly do, do people actually take it on board? Yeah. There needs to be a big, big, summit big to sort of, I mean, yeah. the summit big that happened with the pandemic that got everyone behind screens for their every meeting. Summit big needs to help us push us onto the uh, metaverse, I guess. Yeah, big shock. But then also, I w- wanted to touch on what Aaron was talking about, Neuralink. And I don't know why, but I just um, feel like something like the Matrix could happen with, with the chip in your head. Um, but I don't know what, yeah. guy, what your guys' take on it is. Yeah, I think definitely that could easily happen. Maybe... Uh... Not to the extent of the Matrix where machines are running the actual real world. But, Neo uh, glitching everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I think people who want to escape real life, or I feel like you'd yet to, you'll have to be in the metaverse to live your life. And you only come out of it for maybe good, for a physical exercise and to eat. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, you say that you don't think it's going to be to the extent of the Matrix, but the Matrix had to start somewhere. And true. I mean, obviously, as the future grows and technology grows, and if more viruses like COVID come out, which keeps pushing us back into our homes to commute over, communicate over screens, then things like that, as we progress through the future, is just going to push us more and more into the metaverse. And then as that progresses, it could end up looking like a matrix situation. If you look at outside, like outside real life. Yeah, like a hundred years down the line or something. Mm. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go. Like how, where does technology even go from there? You don't even know. Intergalactic travel. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I think, I think laughing. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. But I think we need Neuralink to make that happen. Yeah. Well, it you could happen. It. it either will happen or will die trying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the only thing that can sort of save humanity. Well, not save humanity, but increase Take the, it to the next level. Humanity. I don't think we'll survive on Earth um, with how sort of... I know climate change is quite bad and all governments implementing sort of fixes to make it more EV related and stuff. But in my opinion, I don't think we're going to survive on this earth. Like there's a lot of movies about it too, sort of dystopian ones that about life in space or on, on another planet. But in my honest opinion, I don't think we're going to survive on this earth. Maybe a lot, it'll be a long time from now. So <laughs> we're going to survive on this earth for now. But I feel like a long time away, we won't survive on this earth. Something's going to happen that's going to, and earth which is quite scary. yeah and that's what i mean like if we start moving humans around space then it increases longevity of humanity yeah. whether it's because if something happens on earth or if elon goes to mars and something happens on mars and that civilization dies on mars then at least it's the civilization on earth mm-hmm. and that's what that's when humanity i think will go to the next level Yeah, so my, my idea about what you mentioned about Earth Not Dying, it's actually behind this movie, Elysium. Um, have you guys watched it with Matt Damon in? No, I've not seen it, but I've heard about it. Uh, someone put a poll on LinkedIn saying, what do you see the future of the world most looking like? And this was one of the films, and there was a couple others. Um, but have you have you seen this one, Jack? Yeah, this, this one's quite good. So um, with Matt Damon, I think he works in like a radiation facility or something, and he gets locked into where something happens with radiation and he gets infected by the radiation. So he gets radiation sickness and I don't think he's got that long to to live. So he goes to some exoskeleton specialist and they put that into his body and I think he gets healed. And I think all of the the richest people live um, somewhere out of Earth and I don't think Earth's like civilized place in the movie. So the movie's basically about him going to that place and trying to make a change and trying to take all the poorer people to that place because I think they have some sort I'm trying I'm spoiling the movie now but I might as well keep on going Spoiler, on so, I think I spoiled one in the last episode so okay well um if you don't want to hear spoilers about this movie and you're gonna watch it then do skip but basically they've got some sort of healing machine on that planet where it can heal any disease anything cancer the worst disease you can think of it can heal it so his ideology was to take all the people to the new island of the new Earth or whatever it was called, Elysium, yeah. I think it's called. New planet. Is it a planet? Some sort of planet, yeah. Um, with those machines so it can heal everyone. That's what it's a dystopian movie. It's really good. When did it come out, that film? 2013 it came out. Oh right. So well, nearly ten years ago. 
Yeah, I think the poll I saw it was what's most likely Elysium. Um, I think it was Ready Player One. Oh yeah, what I mean. I think the Matrix might have been on there, but if not, let's just chuck it in anyway. And you think like Divergent, like or like some sort of no? I forgot what the other one was, but let's just say from them three, what would you say is most likely? Um, I think it's hard for you guys because you've not watched Elysium, so. You... I feel like I just watched it with your. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Um, I'll go first. I honestly think that Elysium will have, maybe not hundred percent, but some sort of integration into what future will look like. That's what I think. So Elysium for me. I I think it'd be sort of a mix of them yeah. all. Like yeah. because I feel like to do intergalactic uh, space travel. If you're going to be on a spaceship for that long, your brains are going to have to be entertained somehow or stimulated in a way. Stimulated, yeah. So that's going to happen through some sort of virtual reality. It'll be um, step by step. Yeah. Process. What's that? It'll be a process. What do you mean? So if we're saying, if you're saying like they all happen, um, for example, Ready Player One happens but then after that there'll be the next movie that will happen ah okay so, so they don't happen at once to have to happen in sort of stages yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. but then again yeah, not, you get to the what point I'm saying you can't go to another planet if you're in a bucket like you are <laughs> in matrix with the matrix like it's outside of the actual matrix can you see machines like taking over the world and using humans as the slaves? No, because I think there's enough movies to warn us against letting that happen. <laughs> I robots the first one I think of. But I feel like the concept of the actual matrix, like where did the people actually go? I think that could take off and be popular, but I just don't think machines will take over the world and just feed off human, human energy. It's all about whether they, um, whether robots develop their own consciousness. But I just feel like with machine learning and all that research that's going on, that's all driven by a human mind. And to re replicate a human mind in a robot, it's very rare. Like I just don't feel like a robot can replicate a human mind, um, even if they're learning with machine learning and stuff. Because with a robot, it's all about processes. But with a human mind, we've got that sort of conscious side of us. So. Emotion. Emotion. But that's the that's the scary thing because we've got that emotion. We wouldn't treat humanity that way. But robots they won't have the mm. emotion. So they would they would just think, Destroy. Oh, we can we can use these guys as a life like a source of life for us, source yeah. of energy. So why don't we do this with them and keep them alive and just feed off their energy? Have you listened to JRE Duncan Trussell? Nope. I'm traveling tomorrow, so I'm going to listen to it whilst I'm traveling. All right. He's good. He talks about some of this stuff. Oh, he asks, uh, have you seen the Tesla bot? Have you guys seen it? You've not seen the Tesla bot? The Tesla bot? One of my articles. Tesla bot. Tesla bot. It was in your article. No, I should have chosen it for one of my articles. Oh, I just remembered about it now. <laughs> Pull that shit up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I look at a picture, I just think someone in a gimp suit. <laughs> it is someone it is someone in a gimp suit. That's like CJ when he's got that gimp suit on in San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. It is gen this is generally someone in a gimp suit. That is all uh, oh, right. Oh, right. At the um, Tesla Expo thing. Well, that's not, but the live pictures are. What, to show a concept? Yeah, it's to show a concept. So he oh, yeah. is designing this uh, robot that will do, like, just jobs around the house and that kind of crap. <laughs> Isn't, I don't understand, because Elon's always the one saying that AI, AI is going to kill us. Would you get one? Um... Probably. <laughs> 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 just a just a gimp <laughs> washing clothes and <laughs> yeah, just wash his clothes send it shopping take your bins out that's what as he as elon must not watch that robot <laughs> <laughs> put the video on jotting it does a dance <laughs> oh gosh uh, did, did, have you watched the um I don't even know what you would call it. It's not an unreveal, is it? Yeah, I think it's like an expo, Tesla Expo or something. It reveals. You might yeah, fast yeah, put it to about there. Oh my god, that's loud. I we can't hear anything. Oh, I don't think you're sharing with sound. Are you... What the It's fine, just play it. It doesn't matter, we don't really need sound. Okay. Oh god, no, not sharing. All right, I've got sound now anyway. Apologies about that. Oh, nice. Did you hear that? No, show the wrong screen. You're looking at up your upgrades for your ass. Happens, <laughs> happens. Right, is, is that good now? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, play it. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> this is what they're going to do. Elon is watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you can pause it now, Jan. Okay. You can watch the rest of it later if you want. Yeah. I'm surprised you guys haven't seen that. So we just does household chores? Yeah, that's what I think he's designed it for. Well, it goes well, like, for I think you can do other stuff as well, just any like sort of labour work. When are they due to be? I'm um, not 100% sure on that. In stores? It's a bit of a... Well, yeah, like, if you want like your drive resurfacing, he'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> For free, but... You, Joe Rogan goes, he'll get one and teach it jiu-jitsu. Duncan Trussell starts freaking out when he says that. <laughs> you can imagine just... Imagine it being like a bully, just going up to like random kids and beating them down. <laughs> Once they develop a consciousness, it'll be, I don't know, it'd be quite, like, depending on how, well, depending on how evolved it will be, it could teach Joe Rogan how to be better at jujitsu. Yeah. Or like That's scary be... though. Once he gets, it's connected yeah. to the internet and it's got the internet at its disposal. That's like an evolved version of it where, like if you want mm. to pick up a new hobby, like play the violin, you buy a violin and you sit down with the robot and then that night he'll just teach you how to play violin. Think what else you could ask it to learn though, like from 
not like what we could do, but maybe some bad actors could ask it to learn, you know, how to make a bomb or something. Oh, yeah. Or just get turned into a sex toy, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting excited now. There's all, there's all these niches that they can, different niches can abuse. I, can, I see how it's going to uh, lift off because, well, like you said, how to make the B word. But if you're going to do anything, then you just Google it. Like, how to fix this on my car? Instead of that, you just tell geezer over there, go yeah. change my battery in my car. <laughs> or like you mirrored a video, so it like goes into him. So he watches a video in his head and then he learns how to do you it. You just put the video on USB and then plug it into him. <laughs> but then I guess, John, you go, go to the shops. There'll be no workers though. It'll just be these mm. guys like stacking shelves and walking around the store. I guess we'll all be in our alternate reality. That thing will be cleaning up like everything, bringing you food, showering you whilst you're in. So you won't even need to leave the alternate <laughs> reality because this guy's doing everything for you. You can stay in the metaverse while the robots do the work in the real world. <laughs> yeah, now that is the Matrix then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're talking it's, about. But it's our choice, not the robot's choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad, that. So what's the Terminator? How, well, how does that happen? How, where did that like evolve from to become the Terminator? I don't know. I've not, I've not seen it. I've not watched it for a while. Oh, okay. I'll just skip that one. I thought one of you might have watched it. No, have you? Nope. <laughs> I know the concept of it, but I thought All right. one of you guys might explain it. Like, no, I've not seen it. It's on my list. I've got loads of stuff on my list. Yeah, I did as well. I watched some, well, I watched quite a lot of, uh, because I've watched a few here and there, but I watched loads of Robert De Niro films the other day. All right. Which ones did you watch? Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah. You watched that? No, it's on my list. Um, Heat. Oh, yeah, it's on my list too. Put that at the top of your list. <laughs> Heat. Have you watched, is it Cape Fear? No, no, that's on my De Niro list. That's on my list too. My De Niro list is my priority list at the moment. That's a good idea, actually. Pick a priority list. Yeah. Um, he's got Al Pacino in it as well. How does it? He plays a he plays a cop. Is he good in it? Al Pacino or De Niro? Both. It's hard because I love Al Pacino, but he plays the cop and De Niro. No spoilers, really, in this. De Niro plays <laughs> the like, villain. The criminal. But in them sort of films, you root for the villain. Yeah, against the cop, and it kind of knocked me off a bit because I'm like, I, I love Al Pacino, but I'm yeah. rooting for him in this film because he always plays the the bad guy. Yeah, the bad <laughs> good pun. <laughs> but then, yeah, but well, I've been liking the hero. I do like he's a good actor, and I watched obviously Meet the Fuckers and Meet the Parents as well. Just oh, yeah, I've seen them to have a bit put a bit of a spin on it. So I'm not watching all these serious gangster films, but yeah, put um, Heat on your list and put taxi driver is good it's just one of them you just need to watch yeah that's been on the list for ages yeah. i think godfather part two is probably the only is it is it part two with de niro in where it shows the upbringing of him yeah when he becomes the don yeah the don but yeah that's it for me All right next article let's go
Make sure I actually share the right screen now. Okay, I've learned already. All right, so we're back to the uh, Elon updates. There's always the Elon. So remember we had a bit of speculation last week that he didn't want to go on the board because he wants to to buy mm -hmm. Twitter. Yeah, he put um, spoke to the SEC and he put, uh, I think it was a £48 billion offering to buy, to turn Twitter private. Um, Not to privatise it. Yeah. Uh, the shareholders, I think they voted against it. But it looks like he's going to keep pushing. He spoke to who, sorry? The SPEC? SEC. So the Securities Exchange. Does it sound for a dragon? Security Exchange. Securities Exchange Commission. Commission, Commission yeah. yeah. Commission. It's like a isn't it? For yeah, they regulate stuff. like, yeah, like public stocks in America. Right. <clears throat> um, okay. Did you know the Saudi, I think it's Saudi Kingdom Trust or something, have, I'm not sure what the holding is in Twitter, but they've got a high, high stake in Twitter. And um, he was, I think it's the king, or I don't know, one of the sheikhs, something in Saudi was very much against um, Elon, by Elon taking over Twitter. I think I found the article. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got 5.2%, I think, it was. Can you, are you able to get the list up of everyone that's got a stake, but in terms of biggest stakes in Twitter? Um, yeah. Right, there's something I want to say about this thing now. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, put the other one up. Put, put the other one back up and then search for this on the side, John. Okay. Um, he tweeted. He, oh, sorry, scroll down on here, John. Sorry. Yeah, I don't believe that. So, yeah, he didn't okay. think um, the offer was big enough to purchase it. And Elon tweeted back. Scroll down a bit, John. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, and he's all in Arabic. That's fine. Yeah, uh, Elon's tweet back to him was... Oh, Elon's tweet. This one. Yeah, here. Interesting. <laughs> two questions. Just two questions, if I may. How much Twitter does the kingdom own directly and indirectly? And what are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? Whoa, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's, uh, he's firing shots at him. Yo, um, he's going to get assassinated. He's going to cancel him. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys remember what happened in Turkey? Nope. All right. So there's a journalist, a Saudi Arabian journalist, that um, it was about four years ago. He was writing some negative stuff about Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Took, sorry, I've heard about this book. Yeah, took asylum in um, the... I mean, I'm not sure if he took asylum or he went to the Turkish embassy and he was hiding out there. And then the Saudis just went in and assassinated him. You just yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Get away with it as well. What's that? They're just, they're yeah, just yeah. a massive mafia. Yeah. And then obviously Elon's tweeting this. So it's like, there's a lot more like to the story than just to them asking about freedom of speech in the kingdom. Yeah. It goes a lot deeper, doesn't it? Yeah. 
That's like a proper beef. I don't want to know about the Will Smith Chris Rock beef. I want to know about this sort. GI yeah. Jane's like nothing compared beef. to this. <laughs> Billionaire <laughs> beef. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, yeah. In terms of top five, um, this is what I found. So it's mostly sort Vanguard. of companies. There's Elon the second, obviously, when he's just been investing like for a few weeks. MS Stanley, BlackRock. There's mostly just asset managers and then Elon and banks. BlackRock are a mental company, aren't they? Yeah, they own pretty much. Big, big, big asset manager. Yeah, that that freedom must go a lot deeper. Well, yeah, I just explained the backstory a bit. A bit of it. We don't know everything that goes on in Saudi Arabia as well. Like, that's just one thing I remember. I think I heard this about this on Lou later when I heard about it. Lude wasn't talking about what happened in Turkey. I'm not sure if he knew or not. But well, it's one of them. The thing I thought of. Do we want mm. to talk, be talking about that? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a scary thing to talk about on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It but is, isn't it? It's in, it was in the BBC. Like, it's all there. Mm. It's, not like a... it's not like we're investigating it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a hid- something that's been hidden. Like, the way it's in the Western media, but nothing happened to Saudi and yeah yeah we're not journalists yeah, we are. so don't come for us <laughs> we just uh, we're just commentators no but but Elon's making big moves though what's he going to do after he acquires Twitter oh. what do you think his first thing's going to be well he's going to the world after that <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's going to unblock Alex Jones and Donald Trump <laughs> Yeah, I reckon he will. Oh, I think God, he will. Who else is blocked that needs to be unblocked or wants to be? Uh, not sure. I, I think he will unblock uh, Donald Trump. I, I just, for some reason, I just want to hope he does. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll, he's good. he doesn't want people to be blocked. So yeah, so I guess he'll unblock everyone and let it freedom yeah. of speech. If people uh, sort of misbehave on it, I think he just wants to ban them for a certain period of time rather than block them for life. Mm. Do you think there, yeah. there's, there should be any reason to block someone at all for harassment or anything like that? Yeah, like with freedom of speech, I think is a, is a fine line between too much and... Yeah, it's like little. a spectrum. It's like a spectrum, isn't it? There's is like it- a stage where it gets extreme. Mm. Yeah, if it's like someone's like spilling out uh, sort of extremist comments and trying to get people on board with their extremist ideologies, then I think it can be dangerous. But it's a public platform, so people are going to be arguing with them. So you're going to see a debate on there, which if somebody's thinking about becoming, or if someone gets come interested in this extremist view, and you look at the comments, you're going to see people who have the opposite view. And then you're going to be a bit more balanced of whether to go in it. It's mm. better than going on a platform where everyone's got extremist views and then you just get sucked in because you're not seeing anybody else's views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the way it's going at the moment. Yeah. So The way mo- mo- most medias run. Yeah, exactly. It's like, in America, it's like, you have a... CNN viewer or a Fox Fox News viewer. Mm. 
Like, and both parties don't get on with each other. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure in the UK if there's any, no one's really, uh, it's not maybe, divided in that way, is it? Not as much, I wouldn't say, as America. I don't actually know because I don't, I keep away from sort of that side of the news. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the UK public are less sort of like political compared to other countries. I don't know why. Is it because like we're a bit more laid back with our culture? Or like more accepting yeah. of what's happening? I think we I guess... are more, more laid back here than in America. Obviously not now with what Boris did with the like apologies and stuff. Did you did you watch PMQs today? No, I sent a news article and didn't read it just in case it came up in this combo. Yeah. Okay. I was I saw a news article as well. I didn't I didn't read it there. I thought someone was gonna pull it up if you want and we'll have a look. Okay. Have you read it, Jack? I've not read it, no, but I watched PMQ, so I think I know what it's gonna be about. He apologized again. Basically, yeah. Been apologizing all year. Everyone forgot. Yeah, I know. Everyone was cracking on. And then they got fined, didn't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how much they got fined? It wasn't even that much, was it? I think it was like 50 quid. Was it 50 quid? Oh, yeah. I thought it was more than that. I think it was like a piss take. Like, yeah. No, 50 quid or 100 quid. Was it 50 quid, Jane? Um, I don't know how much it was. It wasn't much, though. Like, compared I to the fines. That is a proper piss take. But you find other people a thousand pounds. Have they been, are they giving that money back? I don't know. Probably not. But then the thing is, is like people had parties and stuff um, and they got caught and they got fined like 10, 20K, didn't they, or something? Was it that high? Like, depending on the amount of people, I think people in London and stuff would have had like big parties. Um, I think it was quite big. Fine. Multiple offenders got, I heard some people getting fined like 10K. Like commercial establishments were, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Gyms. There was that guy. Yeah, well, uh, what's his name? Reps. Yeah, his gym didn't want to. He didn't want to close his gym down. He got yeah. shitloads of fines. Everyone should get the money back, though. Yeah. Oh wait, they can't. They pissed it all on Fela. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with extremist comments too. Like we were talking about before. Have you guys heard about what's happening in Sweden? About um, what's happened? Oh yeah. Not? Yeah. Is it a bit controversial? Yeah. Or- Pull that shit up, man. I think a right-wing journalist burnt the Quran. On a... Oh, really? Oh, oh, he, said he'll, he said he'll burn the Quran, and then... Did he um, just say he'll burn it? I'm not sure. I just I read burnt. I thought he'd actually burnt it. A journalist? Said he... What's that? A journalist? I think it was a right-wing journalist that did it. Yeah, so today the, the Swedish police had to shoot into the crowd or something. I saw a video and read it. Oh, yeah, this is the one that I just found. Put the video on from Reddit. Yep, I'm showing the right screen. Yep. But all this because he was burning the Quran. Yeah, they're all so writing. It's because the Muslims are writing. Retaliation. Retaliation, yeah. So they had to fire your shots, basically. He's chucking stones at the police from right next to him, or is he chucking them? Yeah. Over? Right next to him. Right, right next to him. All right. Oh yeah, he's got a gun there. Look all of, like look all of them. Look how many there are. Did he shoot it into him? I think so. Yeah. This is crazy. But yeah, um, that's the video. This is very crazy. Um, 
You don't really and then, hear about stories like this from them countries like Sweden. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like you, you'd assume like Denmark and Sweden are quite low, sort of politically divided countries, but I guess things like this happen. I know. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, second comment. Yeah, basically, a dude said Muslims are violent and threatened to burn the Quran. So in protest, Muslims became violent and proved his point. <laughs> yeah. And I think some comments were saying, like, I feel like making a comment is bad, but retaliating with violence and, like, actually hurting people is, like, more, more yeah. like, it's worse. It sort of takes it away from what the comment was. Yeah, this one here. This is the exact comment that I was talking about. It's highlighted. Yeah, I'm just highlighting it more to make it double highlighted. Honestly, the person... Uh, take it off highlight for a sec. It's a bit hard to read. Or even if you burn some book, it's not the one... Read that... it a bit louder, Cam, for the audio listeners. Uh, zoom in a little bit into it. Okay. I can't zoom on my screen. Honest... Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Honestly, the person who talks, or even if he burns some book, is not the one who is dangerous. That deserves nothing more than a yawn and a shrug. It's the people who start rioting who are the dangerous and really crazy ones. It's their idiocy and violent behaviour that makes absolutely harmless behaviour still harmless. Talking about some religion should absolutely be fine. Should say be fine. Or (laughs) Or what did we gain our Western values for over centuries? That guy may be right wing, but let's lay the blame for what's happening where it belongs. As one OP says, presumably to cause chaos and be able to say, look how violent and dangerous the Muslims are, support my party to get rid of them. He definitely seems to be succeeding. Mm. Mm. This is where, uh, like, the way that everyone's reacting to it, it's going to send people more in favour of what that guy said. Yeah. Which- it's uh, controversial, that Jack. <laughs> very, very controversial. I know. I just, I just saw the video, and it's under that's insane. I watched quite a lot of that's insane, but it's actually insane because, <laughs> like, with with the Swedish and Danish countries, like, I always thought that there wasn't much violence with sort of disagreements, but I see that, and I was like, yeah, they're perceived blown. as very peaceful. Um, yeah, but obviously. I'm not sure like what the culture is like there because or in like the that, like is Sweden part of like the Nordic region? Is that the Sweden's Nordic, I think, isn't it? Nordic yeah. countries, yeah, yeah, Sweden, Finland. Is Denmark as well? Because I think a few years ago, <clears throat> uh Denmark were in like the press about those uh cartoons that they drew and one of them showed like a picture of Mohammed or something. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, but they weren't allowed to well. Yeah, well, Muslims say you're not allowed to showing having pictures of Muhammad's like prohibited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all like they, they kicked off at the time showing it in the school, the teacher, right? To the children in the school. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Mm. So I'm not sure what, what the culture is is like there for uh, for Islam. But but yeah, extremist extremism, um yeah, it's quite brutal. Mm. Definitely. Right. That was, that. that was crazy. That was like that video you showed us just then was mental. I know, I know. <laughs> that guy throwing rocks right next to him. Wait, sorry, when did that happen? Today. Oh, like Today. a day ago. So we just have to and see how it plays out then. Mm. 
hope he doesn't get any worse. I hope like they kind of settle it out soon. But yeah, there's that. Okay, next article. All right, so this is one of mine now. I think we were supposed to talk about this last week, but it kind of went over, so I just saved it for this week because it's still quite interesting. So we're talking about EVs quite a lot today, and sort of this article sort of talks about one side that's quite expensive for EVs. So EVs are very expensive to make. So one side is a semiconductor shortage, which is quite a rare thing to make, and that's why it's so expensive in that sense. But also the other sense is the raw materials used to make the batteries. Um, takes a lot of engineering to make them. And at the moment, the raw material prices are really high. I don't know if it's just in China or in other places, but I think it's lithium lithium and nickel, which are the main components of um, EV batteries. They've actually gone up quite a lot. So that's why EV prices are soaring in China. But I feel that's going to have a knock-on effect to sort of the rest of the world. So in a world now where with the Russia sanctions too, I think, Raw materials are just going to keep on going up. So don't know how long EV prices will take to stagnate, but I think they're going to be well, on the rise for a long time now. Yeah, well, I think EV prices have already been going insane, even here. Um, have a look for a, a company called Nikola. Have you heard of them? No. EV company. Um, just type in Nikola increases price of cars. So I think it was Nikola. They, uh, so people had the car on pre-order. And they thought they were paying, I can't remember the actual figures, but say 40 grand. They thought they were paying 40 grand for it. And then Nicola put the price up and then emailed everyone saying, oh, if you've got a car on pre-order, it's gone up to 60 grand oh, now. Everyone kicked, <laughs> everyone kicked off with him and then they ended up reverting back and yeah. saying, um, oh, he might have been Rivian, actually. Is that Nicola or Rivian? I've heard of Rivian. Rivian do the trucks, right? Rivian? I can't, I can't remember what company it was. Well, maybe it was about, might... Oh, yeah, I think it is, actually. Have you got it? Rivian? I think so. I think Rivian oh, got a large uh, investment, didn't they, this last year? Was it Rivian? I don't know. Yeah, this one. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, so they increased the $12,000 price increase um, on its car for pre-orders. Yeah, and then there was a massive backlash and they had to revert on it. That's crazy. Oh. Imagine. 12,000. Depending on this as well as new ones. Imagine you buy it and then you get an email yeah. <laughs> saying that you have to pay 12k more. But these guys are primarily or well, only US based, right? I think so. I'm not sure. So that problem yeah. which on the article Jack just pulled up is having an effect on every, these, the, the article you brought up, Jack, they produce them materials in China, right? Um, the one that I was talking about with the EV prices. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the engineering, well, they sell them out to everyone else and everyone else is having the problem. Then. Potentially. Yeah. But then yeah. if they're using it for their own production, then they're going to have high prices too. Right. But then Tesla, um, well, Elon wants to have, um, a, well, obviously make his own battery, which is American made. So we stop, so they stop using China. Importing, yeah, raw materials <laughs> from China. The thing is, because raw materials are going up, it's still going to be expensive anywhere around the world. Yeah. 
Um, Regardless of whether they're exporting, yeah. But this sort of brings me onto something else that I read uh, today, actually. I should have put it out in my articles, actually. Uh, there was a study done by Volvo, and they compared... So their EV model of car is pretty much the exact same as their actual combustion engine one. Mm. But it's just got EV motor and one's got a combustion engine. Yeah. And it was comparing the difference, how many miles it would take. Because obviously an EV car has a, before it's made, or when it's made, there's already a massive carbon footprint on it. Mm-hmm. Whereas a combustion engine, the, the footprint's not as big because it yeah. doesn't take as many like precious metals and yeah, 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 yeah. So that um, makes sense. it was comparing how many miles it would take before it sort of reaches some equilibrium, and I think it said ninety thousand miles it takes before the carbon footprint equals equilibrium. Not even far off a life expectancy of silver car. Car, yeah, nowadays. Hmm. Which is pretty crazy, isn't it? Mm. But that's based on um, I think it was based on how cars are charged in America, where they use more sort of less greener methods of getting electricity. Whereas in Europe, we're a lot greener. So I think it said for Europe, it would be 52,000 miles. Right, right, right. And then, so what's the equivalent? And does it have China in there? Because then it will be um, about 600,000 miles. I'm not sure. I don't think it did have China in. Oh. Hmm. But it is uh, pretty crazy when you think about it. Like, you think you're buying this car that's good for the environment, but is it that good for the environment? Yeah. Yeah, because indirectly, all the pollution caused by even the transport, because transport still pollutes quite a lot and if mm. if it's china exporting to the us at the moment that's like quite a long journey in a way basically like going across like the world i guess it's like a start though right so they start with the cars and then the lorries that transport them on the us roads can then become electric then maybe the ships could yeah this day. is what the article was saying basically that like um it's still it's ev still in its infancy stage yeah, and as the technology gets better, as batteries get smaller and more efficient, then it's going to use less resources, but last for longer. So then the mileage will just keep decreasing and decreasing. Yeah, the process is more streamlined, don't they? Yeah, whereas combustion engines are pretty much. I want to add on if they're at the pinnacle, but they've improved miles better than they once were. Yeah, like, but how much like the, the like. Uh, resource does it cost to build and transport combustion engines? Uh, he was saying that it's not combustion. as much as EV. Oh, right. Yeah, I have heard about the EV just because of the the resources that it needs are just yeah. ridiculous. And these batteries are heavy. And to get longer distance out of the car, they're increasing the battery size instead of looking at making it more aerodynamic or more efficient in other ways. Yeah. Using more materials then. Yeah. So the heavier it is, the more like load it's going to take when you travel, when it's traveling places, yeah, more yeah, yeah. precious metals it's using in the batteries. And then, but once, obviously once battery technology improves, 
then EVs are going to become more sustainable. Yeah, definitely. See how it goes. But it is interesting that because it's just mm. everything's sort of up in the air at the moment with uh, environmental COP26. Yeah. <laughs> COP26, no one wore masks there either. So <laughs> sticking to lockdown rules. But yeah, um, <laughs> guess next article. Yeah. Should we make this one our last one? Yeah. Yeah, but let's make it a fun one, Jack. There's only two more, so we can either do an F1 one or the GPU one. So I'll let you guys pick this. F1, because we ended on the F1 last time. It's fun. All right, let's do F1. All right. So it's similar this weekend for anyone watching F1. Um, versus Italy racetrack. There's that and Monza. So Ferrari are favourites here. But for the Tech Tuesday, so this article I found was, um, I think it was Sam that did the analysis, but he's saying that Red Bull are actually faster on the straights. So on a long straight and braking zone, Red Bull are faster. So that shows they have the straight line speed in the engine, but then there's a reliability issues that they've got like a glass cannon engine. But Ferrari have been very reliable. They've been good all, they've had a good all around car. So I'm just curious to see what you guys think. If Red Bull do stay reliable, then who do you think's got the edge? Uh, I don't know. I've not read any analysis or anything on it. Uh, All right, should we go? Should we go a bit more into the article? Yeah, go on. You can explain to us, Jordan, what what they're saying. Yeah, so Red Bull won in Jeddah, so they got pole. So I think Perez got pole, and then Max won, and when he was racing with Charles in the last five laps, and because it had so many straights, the Red Bull were a lot faster on the straights. So I think that's where they had the edge in Jeddah. And I think with Imola, they had a track layout somewhere. So this is a track layout for Imola. Oh, yeah. It has one DRS zone with a long straight. But I feel like even the subsects of straights, they're still like quite straight with not much turning. So that's why I feel if Red Bull keep their reliability up, which it's not been that great in previous races, so it'll be hard. Um, they will be faster on the straights, but then it just means that Ferrari will have to make more time in the corners, which they've been really good at in past races. So it's just yeah. to see where the equilibrium will be with that and which team can optimise the most time where they're most efficient, in a way. Well, in theory, then, Red Bull should have this, if as long as they stay reliable, right? So do they know what's causing the reliability problems at Red Bull? So the first time, it was a fuel pump issue in Bahrain. Um, I've not read much into what caused it in... Um, in the last race weekend in Australia. But I imagine it might be a fuel pump issue again. Um, but then if it is a fuel pump issue, they said it's e easily fixable. But then if it's easily fixable, then why does it keep on happening? Mm. Because if Max can get a good advantage and then not push the car too hard, then he might be able to... Uh keep the car reliable and still win. But he might not win by a massive margin, but if he can just manage manage the car, then, yeah, could see yeah. Red Bull winning. Should be good. But then, um, but Max is very far behind, so he has to think about the long game. I think uh, Leclerc's very far in front of the championship. He's had, he's been racing really well. Hmm. All right. All right. We'll find out on Sunday. If you're watching the race, then uh, we'll see how it goes. What time does it kick off? 
sure. I should know that, really. <laughs> it's this week, right? I think it must be. In, I know it's, this, it's the first sprint weekend, too, actually. So the format will be a bit different. So maybe the timings will be a bit different. Yeah, it is this weekend, yeah. Sprint weekend, too. Sorry about that. I didn't really like the sprint weekends last, last year, but we'll see if they made any changes to this year. All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. I think that does us. Great talking to you both. We'll catch up next week. Pleasure. Cheers, Thank guys. you for watching, all. See you later. Yeah. Take care.